and welcome to the Let's Get Uncomfy podcast. I'm your host, Annie, Air Force officer turned serial entrepreneur, author, CEO, fitness expert, and personal growth junkie. Honestly, though, guys, I'm just like you. I choose every single day to get uncomfy in pursuit of what others consider unlikely. And that's exactly how I built a life I am freaking obsessed with. And I want you to know that you're capable of the same. Here in this fam, yes, you're officially a part of the fam. We choose every day to quit our excuses, ditch the negativity, and embrace our best lives. Literally nothing is off the table when it comes to the conversations we're going to have together. We'll chat fitness, mental health, relationships, personal growth, business, and I'm certain we're going to laugh together. But please don't hold it against me if we cry together too. I know you'll leave this episode with the confidence and excitement to grow from your mistakes, pursue your passions, and ultimately own your life. Now let's get on with it. It's time to get uncomfy. Surprise, it's me. So, hey guys, it's Annie. I am recording today's episode by myself. And that's just because I was so excited about the little series I started on Monday. And I hope you guys checked out that episode. That was 10 things that you need to stop doing today because today we are gonna continue with 10 things you need to start doing today. The reason for this, if you guys are new to the podcast, every time I have a guest on the podcast, I always ask them their hard no and their hell yes. So a hard no is something that you need to stop doing ASAP yesterday, and a hell yes is something you need to start doing ASAP yesterday. (laughs) So I did my 10 things you should stop on Monday. And I really hope you guys are implementing that. And, and honestly, even if they're not perfectly aligned with your life, I hope you found one or two or three or five, or maybe all 10 that align with your life. And you can reflect and recognize and be like, Hey, okay. She made a really good point. I'm going to try to remove that part of my life, you know, or I'm going to try to make a change here. I'm going to try to level up in a way because a lot of the things that I talked about on Monday were pretty negative stuff, right? I don't think there's one that I could be like, there's an argument why not to remove that. You know what I mean? So anyway, we're going to dive into the 10 things that I think you guys need to start today. So the first thing, and again, these are not in any order. So it's not like it's most important to least important or vice versa. It is literally just 10 things I think you guys need to check out or even just, you know, think about, contemplate, right? Reflect on your own life. So the very first thing is group fitness. Okay. If you guys have been watching my stories, you know that I've been heavy into group fitness these last few months, honestly. And the reason being is I've been using ClassPass. And I just want to say, this is not at all an ad. This is not like an endorsement or a sponsorship at all. However, I've been freaking loving ClassPass and I have been loving group fitness classes. And so my little rationale here is that especially if you've been getting complacent in your fitness routine, especially if you found yourself being like, eh, I'm not going to go to the gym. You know, nobody will realize if I don't go, you know, especially if you work out by yourself at a gym where, you know, nobody's holding you accountable. Group fitness for me is a way for me to just roll out of bed or, you know, head there after a meeting or a call or whatever that is, whenever it fits into my day, to be quite honest, and not even think about it, not have to find a workout, program a workout, think about what I want to do that day and literally just walk in the doors, right? And so it is mindless. And typically 
group fitness classes are like so awesome. Like I personally love them. Let's see some of the ones I've tried this week or, you know, in the last month I have tried, you know, pure bar. I have tried yoga. I've been doing sweat 1000. I did a bunch of other like hit type classes that are kind of like orange theory at 45 type stuff. What other things have I been doing? I've done cycling. I've done a half cycle, half bar class. Like there is so many. Oh, I did a trampoline class. Like, oh my gosh, so fun. And so again, maybe you guys are doing group fitness right now and you're finding yourself complacent in your routine. So for you then, my tip would be just switch up the routine. Switch up what you're doing. Find something a little new. So maybe that looks like having a plan in the gym. Maybe that looks like finding a partner. Moral of the story here, guys, group fitness for me in this season was a change up because I was predominantly doing either home workouts, right? <laughs> hand up if you've been doing home workouts and you're maybe getting a little tired of those. And I know group fitness classes, they are taking so many extra precautions to be safe, to be clean, to be okay with everything going on in the world right now. So I have loved it. And I've just honestly been so excited to get into the gym and it has been a way for me to just stay on my fitness routine, stay excited, stay pumped up to work my body and also like pre-book classes. So that's the other thing that gets me with group fitness is like I pre-book for the week and then, you know, come Monday or Thursday, whatever day it is, I realize, you know, oh shoot, I have a class today at two. There's a cancellation fee if you cancel or if you don't show up. So for me, that kind of holds me accountable a little bit. There's no, oh, I'm just not feeling it today, you know? So it kind of forces yourself to just do it and make it happen. So anyway, hard thumbs up for group fitness. Really fun for me. And again, a really great way to meet people. I feel like right now people are just dying for social interaction. So group fitness is a really great option to just get out there, meet people that are like-minded, try a new workout, challenge yourself in a different way. You know, you're probably not going to be good at it at first, but again, that's part of getting uncomfortable and you don't have to be good at everything. So that is my number one. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Number two, find friends who don't judge you. So this is like a thing to start. And of course, this is a process if I'm being quite honest. And I know I've kind of talked about my growth in terms of the people in my life, but guys, I used to be a professional people pleaser through high school, even through college. I definitely have a personality where, you know, I can be quieter. I can be really outgoing to be quite honest, not to like toot my own horn. I'm, I was always in AP classes in high school. I was always in the gifted classes, so I can be really smart. I can, you know, hang with the nerds, if you will, but I can't, I also like having a good time. So I could also hang with, you know, I was an athlete, a D1 college gymnast. So I was with the athlete crew. So like I was a chameleon of sorts. And I found myself really struggling with the idea of judgment and the people that I hung out with because I hadn't defined who I was. I struggled to look for approval from other people. And this was something that I needed to get over in order to really have some growth in my life and to really dive into my authentic self and to find who I was. And the first thing I had to realize was I needed to stop 
searching for approval. I needed to stop living my life in fear of judgment. And so this is what I'm just going to say. If you have friends right now in your life who do judge you, maybe you have something on your heart, something on your mind that you want to do, a change in your life that you want to make, something you want to start, something you want to try, or even just like a personality trait that you want to really embody and dive into, but you're scared of judgment. I'm not going to say just to quit these friends cold turkey and just to say, peace, bye, I'm better than you. Because truthfully, like that's hard. That's very heartless. Like, of course, if you need to do that, uh, you know, if it's something like you're surrounded by people who are doing bad things, things that don't align with who you are, things you, you know, of course we know that that line there, hopefully you guys know, quit cold turkey if you need to. But what I would just encourage you to do is to start finding groups of people who are more appreciative and understanding of what you want to do. Does that make sense? So when I started my business, I was so nervous about the people in my life and their judgment of me, you know, that they wouldn't understand, which a lot of people didn't. And I talk about that in my episode. What was it called? I think it was one of the first ones. It was creating something out of nothing. I talked about the judgment that I got, the, you know, lack of belief I had from my friends and my family. And guess what? I didn't allow that to stop me, which I'm so grateful for. But at the same time, I pursued relationships with people and friends who did understand where I was coming from and who did have a bigger vision about what could be done in life. Right. And so that was so important because along the way, as those friendships with those people grow and strengthen, you're going to look behind, you're going to say like, you know what, like, you know, judgmental Becky, (laughs) I love you girl, but Like I'm kind of outgrowing you and I want to give you guys that permission today. It's okay to outgrow people. It's okay to outgrow, you know, phases of your life because we're all in a growth journey. And let me tell you, judgmental Becky is going to find people that, that get her right. And she's on her own journey as well. So no hate to you, Becky, like no hate to those people. And I want you guys to do it with love and with respect, but Instead of thinking it as like dropping your friends, think of it as just pursuing relationships with people who are where you want to be or are doing things that you want to do or, you know, are accepting or appreciative of the things you want to do in your life. Does that make sense? So that's why I think, I think that's so important. That is number two, start making friends with people who don't judge you you know, be you, be fully you, be unapologetically you. We talked about that on Monday, you know, not apologizing for the space you're filling in this world, the place you're taking up in this world, not apologizing for who you are authentically. And so I think that goes hand in hand with this one. Okay. So the next one, number three is, and I'm I'm not going to lie, this is a quick plug, but it is my 30 days to healthy habits group. And so I'm just going to say here, guys, if you have not done this with me, It's a hard yes for me. It's a hard, you need to have an open mind about it and you need to take a look at it. So when I first did this program back a few years ago, honestly, I was in a place where I was constantly looking at health in terms of how to lose weight. I was saying, you know, what do I need to restrict this week? What do I need to take out of my diet? You know, okay, how much cardio do I need to do? Like how many workouts do I need to do? I was so obsessive about, you know, what I can't have, what I can have. Okay. I need to count the calories, count the macros. I need to do all this stuff. And at the end of the day, none of those things were sustainable for me. None of those ways to stay quote unquote healthy were things that I could consider 
maintainable. And so when I found this program, my 30 days healthy living program, I was so excited because for me, finally, it looked like something that I was like, you know what, that teaches sustainable health habits, you know, so this program focuses on a holistic approach to healthy living It teaches healthy habits, it teaches you how to incorporate healthy staples into your life, not just for 30 days, not just for a week, not just for, you know, six months, but truly things that become staples in your life because they are impacting you and benefiting you in so many amazing ways. So it's not like a quick fix, like, okay, you know, lose 10 pounds and do this for 30 days and then gain it all back. No, this is actually teaching you how to live a healthy lifestyle. I freaking love teaching people how to do this. I love having people do this with me, taking people along the challenge with me. And it totally changed the way I viewed health. So now guys, I'm in a place, this is how I really got into intuitive eating and got away from calculating and tracking and counting and obsessing and restricting and binging. And oh God, that all sounds so exhausting. And really just focusing on fueling my body, focusing on gut health, focusing on digestion, on what inflames my body and what doesn't. Working on, you know, the molecular level of the cells in my body, you know, and eliminating toxins. So it's all so important. And this program is so, so amazing. And so if you haven't had the conversation with me about this, please shoot me a DM right now. Cause we can just, I, let me just tell you the information about it. If you're 0.0001% interested, maybe you've done it with me before and you're like, you know what, this is a, a sign that I should do it again. DM me, let me know, let's chat, okay? Cause I promise you guys, you will not regret it. There's also a 45 day money back guarantee. So if you wanna just try, mind as well. This is literally the best time to get started, to jump in, to try it out. Maybe you've been seeing me talk about it now for three years. So you're like, shoot, I guess I should just try. We've got nothing to lose, especially if you're in that phase where you're like, okay, nothing I'm trying seems maintainable. Or maybe you're jumping from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next, and you can't find what works for you. This could be it. Like, give me a chance. If you're listening to this podcast, please give me a chance to tell you more about this because it has truly changed my life. And you guys know I'm straight up. I'm totally honest in here. And I would not tell you something that hasn't impacted my life. I wouldn't talk to you about it, right? So the fact that I have this on this list means I'm pretty serious about it. Okay. So shoot me a DM, please, whether that's on Annie underscore fit life, fit me on Instagram or the let's get uncomfy dot podcast on Instagram. If you guys are so fortunate to have my number, shoot me a text. If you have me on Facebook, send me a message, whatever that looks like, please get in contact with me because I love to do this with you. Okay. Number four, forced laughter. And this is going to sound so weird because you probably sit in there thinking forced, like what? <laughs> okay. So if you guys know laughter, laughter literally brings endorphins and dopamine, and it brings like so many good chemicals into your body. So many good things. It's actually like rejuvenating for your body. And it's Laughter has so many benefits. So this is a thing. And if you're a part of my family or even one of my close friends, you probably know that this is like a real thing that we do. So forced laughter is literally forcing laughter until literally until it becomes real laughter. And I'm going to do it for you guys right now, just because it is more beneficial when you have a group of people, because you get to like look at people and then you start laughing because you're looking at them and like they sound crazy and you look crazy and everybody looks crazy, but you're cracking up. Like we have done this, like my family and I am no joke. We have done this in restaurants. We have done this 
in public. We have done this, you know, at our dinner room table, you know, just on a random Wednesday. Like it's just so many positive things about it. And this especially, I think in this time of the world and in life, laughter is something that we don't do that often. I Well, okay. I'm not going to say that often because I laugh every day actually. And I make a point too, but if you're not laughing every day, you should make it a forced thing. You should force yourself to laughter because it just has so many benefits. And like, you're gonna up your mood. You're gonna up your emotions. You're gonna up, you know, your state of mind, your attitude. There's just, there's so many benefits. So you're literally gonna start like this, like forced laughing, like, ha 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 Okay, I'm like literally thinking of you guys like listening to this. I hope you're cracking up. I hope you're laughing with me because I'm laughing. And literally, you're going to fake laugh until you actually laugh. Maybe, maybe just that did it for you. And you're cracking up right now thinking like Annie is so silly. I am. I'm very funny. So also keep thinking I'm funny. Tell your friends, tell your peeps that I'm hilarious. If people are asking you why you're laughing, just let them know about my podcast, okay? So anyway, forced laughter is a hard yes for me or a hell yes for me. You're going to love it. Please just try it. Even if you're alone in your bedroom, just try it. It would probably be better if you do it with another person. So, you know, have them listen to this segment of the podcast and be like, I want to try this with you. Let's just, let's do it, okay? So forced laughter, that's number four. Number five is something that scares you. Okay, if you guys follow me on Instagram, you probably know that the other week I went skydiving and it was freaking amazing. So there was a part of me for a while. I I love doing scary things. I love getting uncomfortable. I love doing new things, having new experiences, meeting new people. Like I love new. Okay. So that's for me. That was pretty normal. I had a lot of people message me and be like, oh my God, you're wild, crazy. Like that's insane. You know? And to me, like, I mean, yeah, it was crazy. It was wild. It was definitely like, it was the first time I went skydiving. So it was crazy. But I have made it a habit in my life to do scary things and to get out of my comfort zone that to me, that was just, that was like expected. Like I'm sure my family, when I told them I was skydiving, they were all like, yep, sounds about right. And so anyway, my thing on this doesn't have to be skydiving, but every single week, and I'm, I'm going to say every single week and, and not every single day, just because sometimes like it's hard to find those things or you know, it is something that you have to plan or whatever. But I encourage you guys every single week to do something that scares you. And we've talked about this before when I talked about my confidence episode of like how to build confidence in yourself, how to, you know, build confidence in your gut tugs and how to know what's intuition, how to trust yourself, right? And it's by doing things that make you uncomfortable to just prove to yourself that you can do it. So it doesn't have to be skydiving, but it could be talking to that person at work. It could be, you know, starting a new thing. It could be what, I don't even know. There's a million things out there that could make you a little nervous inside. Maybe this is something that gets your pit sweating. Maybe it gives you butterflies. Maybe it is jumping out of an airplane, (laughs) whatever it is, get uncomfortable and do something that scares you. Do something that, you know, increases your heart rate a little bit and not because you're you're in a group fitness class, okay? But hey, maybe it is a group fitness class for you. Maybe that gives you anxiety or maybe that worries you about, you know, oh my God, how am I gonna do? It stresses me out being doing workouts around other people because then they're gonna judge me. You have all these thoughts, right? We talked about overthinking last week too. It's a hell no for me, <laughs> but definitely something I have worked to get over. So anyway, 
this whole thing about doing something that scares you is definitely something that you should make a habit to have in your week. And so yeah, that's number five, <laughs> something that scares you. Okay. Number six is you time. Okay. So what I mean about this guys, I think, you know, especially on social media, we see like treat yourself like all the time. We see like, you know, self-care is a very hot topic right now. And yes, I mean those things I do. I mean, you know, treat yourself good, all that sort of stuff, whatever. Take your bubble bath if you need to do that. But, but more so what I mean, guys, when I say you time is every single day, you should do something that fills your cup and it's something you do with only you. A lot of times, especially if you're, you know, in a relationship or if you, you know, live close to family or if you have really close friends, a lot of the stuff that we do revolves around other people. And so it gets really uncomfortable to be alone and to do things by ourselves and to find joy and excitement about alone time. But I think this is so important and I think it's important to enjoy it and love it and get excited about it, right? So having something that fills your cup every day that is something you do by yourself self is very important for me that is working out and so now that I'm doing group fitness it has become something different because I realized that now my fitness routine like doing group classes it's not by myself anymore and that's okay okay it's a different season for me that's totally fine but what I have now changed for my me time is now my mornings and what I do is I wake up I do my skincare routine, I do my power poses, positive affirmations, I journal, I listen to personal development, I go on my morning walk. And so truthfully, I realized that my morning, probably about an hour, is me time. And that time is what fills me up. And I literally look forward to my mornings. I used to hate mornings because they were rush, 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 crazy, crazy. Oh my gosh, you're late. Snooze the alarm. Oh, I'm so tired. Get out of the cold bed. Oh my gosh. Okay. Like I was so rushed and stressed, but now in my life, mornings have been like my sanctuary. It is something I do with just myself. And I am very like in my head and I love it. And this is filling my cup. And I just want to say, guys, if if you're going day after day after day, living for others, living for your kids or your spouse or your friends or your family, first off, you're going to get to a point where you literally are scared about being alone. <laughs> like you're scared about listening to your own thoughts. You're scared about, you know, just being by yourself. But more so than that, though, you are going to be pouring from an empty cup every single day, which is actually impossible. So you're going to get to a point where you're just like, like, I can't do this anymore. You're going to be so exhausted. You're going to be so run dry. You're going to be honestly at a point where you're like, I like, I can't keep doing this. Right. And it's not to say that like your life is all wrong. It's to say that you just haven't dedicated any time to filling your cup and focusing solely on you. So I know busy mamas out there. I know busy CEOs and people that work crazy hours. I know that this is gonna be something hard, but I just want you to know that it can be a five minute thing. It can literally be a five minute meditation before bed. It can be singing songs in your car. Like it can be whatever it is, taking a long bath. Like I have friends that love baths. I personally freaking hate them. Like sitting in your, your gross, warm, body water. I'm sorry. 
not for me. <laughs> that should have been on my hell no list. Okay. Anyway, though, whatever it is, if baths are your thing, freaking do it. Maybe it's a massage, right? It's a, and that can't be a daily thing probably, but maybe that's a monthly thing you do for yourself. So I just want you guys to focus and think, what do you do by yourself to fill your cup up? Because not only is that going to benefit you, but it's going to benefit the people in your life because you're going to have more to give to others, more to give to your passions, more to give to your family, more to give to your people. And it's just, I mean, it's literally going to benefit everybody. So think hard and strong about that. The next thing, which is seven, <laughs> investing in yourself. Start investing in yourself, okay? Guys, investing, obviously that term automatically goes towards money, right? Which, yes, I'm going to talk about that. But investing can also be your time. So this kind of goes hand in hand with the last one, having, you know, something that's dedicated to you. But in this way... It's investing time or money into something that's going to grow you. So maybe this is a course that you've been dying to do. Maybe this is starting a business. Maybe this is your health. Maybe this is that gym membership. Maybe it's getting that personal trainer. Maybe it is uh, taking that class. Maybe it is what, whatever it is, investing time or money into something that is going to grow you and going to benefit you five years down the road, okay? You have to be thinking about five years down the road because if you're not thinking about that and if you're not putting time, energy, and money into the thing that's gonna help you get there, something that's gonna help you get to your better self in five years, then trust me, five years is gonna get here and you're gonna be the exact same. And I think it's really easy to say, yeah, 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 I'll invest when I have the money or when I have the time. But here's the thing about investing. It's not always the easy thing. It's not the thing that you think of last. Investing, and this is how I grew up, actually, 10% of my weekly, we got like allowances for doing chores and stuff like that, 10% of my weekly, or actually it was 30%. Yeah, it was 30%. 30% of my weekly allowance money always, first and foremost, went to saving. Like no questions asked. So if I made $100 that week, which I think that's way more than I made, mom, correct me if I'm wrong, $100, if I made that 30, straight off the bat is going into saving. Like no questions, okay? So investing in yourself has to be something that you do right off the bat. It can't be something where like, well, if I have extra money, then it'll go to my health. Then it'll go to that course. Then it'll go to that business. No, no, no. Because guess what? Let's take the $100 example. Let's say you make $100. Okay. You're going to go to the, and I'm going to keep with the child analogy, right? So if I didn't have to give 30% to my savings, you better know that I'm going to go to the toy store and spend $40 there on a new dollhouse and dolls and all that stuff. Then you know, I'm probably gonna spend like $15 on, you know, honestly, I don't know about you guys, but we had people in school that like, you know, sold cool pencils or cool pens or, you know, folders. Like, and that was definitely something I spent money on, right? And so again, maybe the child analogy is not great because there's other things. There's bills as an adult. There's, okay, well, you know, oh, my daughter needs this thing. I'm gonna, okay, I'm gonna get her that thing. Oh, well, last spur of the moment thing, I forgot to pay this. Or, oh, let's, it's her birthday, so I'm going to buy her a gift, right? And you're, you're spending all your time, money, energy on everything else. Guys, before you know it, that $100 is going to be up and you've done nothing to invest in yourself. And so you're going to look and be like, oh, well, there's nothing left to invest. 
when if you would have just done it off the bat, you would have found a way to make do with $70 doing whatever you were going to do with that, with that 30 going to saving, going towards investing in you, going towards working on a better you, right? So I'm just such a firm believer in this. And, and you can think of the minutes in your day as the same, right? So if you have 24 hours in a day, if you don't dedicate time and say, you know what, from the hour of four to five, I am going to be working on my fitness. I'm going to be in the gym or I'm going to be working on my business. I'm going to be, you know, head down focused. I'm going to be doing this. I'm going to be taking this course, whatever that is. If you don't dedicate time before, then trust me, you're going to get to four o'clock and you're going to find something else to do. You're going to find Netflix. You're going to find online shopping. You're going to find social media. You're going to find your kid with a problem. You're going to find your husband needing you. You're going to find something else that's going to tear you away. And you're going to look and be like, well, ah, there was just no time today because you didn't invest off the front end. Okay. So <laughs> investing in yourself has to be something that you think of first. And I know that sounds selfish, but like, I promise you when you invest in yourself off the top, Going forward, like I said, that version of you in five years from now is going to be so grateful that you did. And it's going to benefit your family. It's going to benefit you. It's going to benefit your life. It's going to benefit your goals, your mentality, your growth. It matters. Okay. So don't downplay that. Don't down talk that. Don't put investing in yourself last on the priority list because if growth and if seeing yourself at a place of success in five years from now is on your priority list, if you think that's important, then investing needs to be on the top. If you wanna see a change, guys, you've gotta do something different. You gotta make a change. Your life is not gonna miraculously look different in five years if you're not doing anything to invest in that version of yourself right now. You can forever say, uh, you know, yeah, I'll be healthy next year. I'll be healthy in, you know, in four years from now. I'll be healthy after kids. I'll be healthy once this, you know, I'll be successful once I have more time. I'll be successful once this job slows down. I'll be successful once the pandemic ends. Like there's forever going to be infinity reasons why you can't invest. But if you just think about investing as something you do off the top, no matter what first thing, then it's going to be something you don't even think about, right? It's going to be that 30% that you're just storing and saving away and it's going towards the future version of you. It's not going to be something that gets caught up in all the random time spending, money spending, energy spending things that happen every single day. Okay, so that's a huge one for me, investing in yourself. And when I started my business, that was definitely a scary moment for me where I was like, okay, this is probably the first time I've really done this, but we're going to give it a go. And trust me, it is the greatest decision I've ever made. I mean, for all you athletes out there, I mean, what do you think practice is? Practice is literally you investing your time and energy into your improvement as an athlete. Like that's what it is. So if you're no longer an athlete, if you're over the age of, you know, 18, you're done practicing your sports, whatever, like start doing that with other things in your life. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Number eight is journaling. Ooh, baby. This is a good one. Okay. Journaling is so important. We've talked about it so many times on the podcast with guests and just even in solo episodes. It is so important. And if you're somebody you're like, girl, I'm not good with words. I'm not good with writing. I'm not a poet. <laughs> it's okay. The good thing about journaling, it's I'm going to call it journaling, not writing in your diary, but essentially the same thing, is that nobody's going to read it but you. It doesn't have to be perfect. But getting your thoughts down on paper oh, is so 
important. Okay. And the more you do it, the better it's going to get. There are so many journal prompts online. If, if you open up a notebook and you're like, I don't even know what to write. You know what I start with every single morning is I do my five gratitudes. So five things I'm grateful for. And then I do, I write down five affirmations that day that really speak to me and really resonate with me. And then I just, I literally just write like about five lines about what I'm feeling and what's on my mind, what I'm thinking, you know, maybe it has to do about, oh, I'm worried about this, or I'm really excited about this, or, hey, this is happening. I've talked about this before, but journaling is such a really cool way to kind of like keep track of your life because it's really easy to look back a year ago. So, okay, let's take this situation for example, right? So let's say you're going through a really hard time right now and you're really struggling, but you're not journaling, okay? You're dealing with it, you're in all the feels, you're going through it, struggling day after day. It's a really hard season for you. Eventually that season's gonna end, right? I mean, that's not gonna be your whole life. So you get out of that season, however long that is, let's say it's a year, okay? One year later, let's say, you're great. Let's say the mentality is awesome. Your mental health is on point. Your life's going great. You're succeeding. You're meeting people. You're excited. You're happy. Everything seems to be going right. If you look back a year ago, you're going to forget all of the things that had you feeling the way you felt. You know, so maybe it was associated to a boss or a job or a location or a job that you were doing. Did I already say job? I don't know. Maybe it was a relationship. Maybe it was a group of friends. Okay. So let's go with the group of friends analogy. Let's say it was a group of friends that had you really like struggling with a lot of like, you know, that internal stuff. And in a year you're great. You're fine. And all of a sudden that group of friends, you know, wants to say, Hey, like come back, you know, we miss you, whatever happened, you know, it's going to be really hard to locate and remember the feelings and the struggles and the hard times that you were going through if you don't write them down. And it's not just to say with hard times and with feelings and stuff like that, but like, it's just really cool to be able to look back and say like, wow, I was really struggling a year ago and now I'm not. And look at all the growth that I've had. Right. And it's really awesome to be able to look back and say, wow, I was really struggling. And you know, it's interesting because that was at a point that these people were in my life fast forward a year, those people are no longer in my life. I'm great. Right. And so to have those reflection moments sometimes is really cool to be able to look at your growth is really cool. And then also just to get your feelings out on paper is really cool. So therapeutic. If you're somebody that doesn't go to therapy, maybe you can't afford it or you're scared or whatever. Journaling is the first step. Understanding your feelings, understanding your emotions. That is no doubt the first step and it will help you in so many ways. Okay. So journaling is number eight. Number nine is plan your day the night before. And this is huge. This is so important to me because if we don't plan our day the night before our day gets ahead of us, like all of a sudden we're getting pulled into things. This kind of goes with my whole invest in yourself thing. And it's plan ahead of time, plan before it happens, plan before other plans happen, right? For me, when I plan my day the night before, I wake up with intention. I wake up with purpose. I wake up knowing what my next step is. But, you know, let's say I didn't plan my day the night before. Maybe I wake up and I'm like, eh, I'm going to snooze the alarm. You know, eh, I'm tired. I'm not going to go to a workout. Eh, I'm not going to get on that meeting. You know, maybe you forget a meeting. Maybe you forget the things that were important to you, because as you go through your day, it's easy to make excuses for your time and for the things that you 
choose to take up your your energy and your time right so planning the day the night before for me is a huge have to a huge must some days it honestly just looks like i go into my notes section on my phone and i just do a bullet point list and sometimes i put times in there like today i'm not gonna lie today was a day that i needed to do a hundred things and a lot of things were small tiny things maybe little errands to do things to just remember but if I hadn't put times in there, I honestly probably would have been like, oh, I could do that later today. I'll definitely get to that, definitely get to that. And then all of a sudden it's five o'clock and I didn't get to it. You know what I mean? So planning your day the night before, whether you're going to put times in there, whether you're just going to make a list of your get to's. I like to make it, you know, my daily get to because it gives you a better perception of it instead of like a, a daily have to or a daily to do list, you know, that kind of sounds nagging, but a daily get to list, like you're so blessed to get to do these things. And so that's how I like to look at it. But I definitely like to plan my day the night before just to have an outline for the things that I know are important for me. And so I don't get off track and I don't get, you know, spending all of a sudden an hour and I'm on social media. And then I realize oh my God, I didn't do seven other things I needed to do today, right? So that's a huge, huge, huge yes for me. It's helped me, you know, really keep track of my time and then also lowers my anxiety because I don't question what the next thing I have to do is. I just look at what I wrote the night before and I'm like, oh yeah, okay, now I have to do this. Oh, now this is the next thing. Not have to. Now I get to do this. Sorry, that wasn't that bad. But hopefully that makes sense. This has been something that I love doing. So whether I know people actually that do it all on Sunday night, you're like, okay, Monday's going to look like this. Tuesday's going to look like this. Wednesday's going to look like this. Me personally, I like to do it the night before because I have a better handle on, you know, the things I really need to do and the things that are coming up and, you know, all that sort of stuff. So whatever works for you, I just definitely recommend that you plan out your days instead of just letting your day control you. Control your day before your day controls you. Heck yes, put it on a t-shirt, copyright that shit. It's brilliant. Okay, the very last one might seem like a silly one, but it's very important for me, and it is number 10, wear clothes that make you smile. I love this one. So no, I'm not a fashionista. I get so excited when people like comment on my stuff and be like, oh my God, I love this outfit. Where's it from? Or compliment my style or my fashion, whatever it is. I get so proud because clothes is definitely a way that I express myself. And like I was saying at the beginning of this episode, I used to be somebody that was just like people pleasing. Actually, I remember distinctly in middle school and high school, putting on an outfit that made me feel so confident and so stylish and so excited. And I'd get to school, somebody would make a comment like, oh, why are you so dressed up? Or, oh, those shoes are weird. Or, oh, that's an interesting skirt, you know? And I would, I would let that get to me and I would let that affect my self-worth, my attitude, all that, all of that. It literally snowballed into so many negative things but that was at a place where I was definitely living my life to impress others and have approval from others, which is definitely not where I'm at now. So clothing, guys, is a thing that you should have to express yourself. And this is a me personal hell yes, but I think clothes are really fun, really exciting, even if it's just, right, like how many of us buy a new pair of leggings and all of a sudden your workout is the most exciting part of your week, right? Like heck yes. I know you know what I mean, Becky. Okay. So do not roll your eyes at me. Getting new clothes and getting clothes that you love 
there's an element of excitement there. And so my tip for you guys, if you're like, okay, well, lucky you, like I can't just go on a shopping spree. Well, guess what? There's so many amazing services that you can use to sell your old clothes. And then you can even go to consignment shops, secondhand shops, thrift shops, like all that sort of stuff is super in right now. So take advantage of that. And you can get new clothes that make you smile. Sometimes you just need a little change of wardrobe, right? A little change of self-expression. So if you've been wearing the same clothes for five years and wondering why, you know, your closet doesn't excite you, this is my tip for you. <laughs> and I know this is like, this is not a fashion podcast at all. I don't even know if fashion podcasts are a thing. But this is my 10 out of 10, go find clothes that make you smile, wear them, be proud of them, embrace them, embrace you, be proud of you, all these, you know, cliche phrases. But that is my last one for you guys today. Honestly, at the end of the day, do something every single day that makes you smile. You know, whether that's your clothes, whether that's your you time, whether it's investing in yourself, whether it's your forced laughter, all of these things honestly, for me, play a huge role in being intrinsically happy, like feeling content, feeling, you know, passionate and excited and fulfilled and at peace with yourself. Right. And so they might seem really silly or they might seem not like a big deal, but I think altogether they make a really big impact. And so I'm going to encourage you guys reflect on these a little bit, maybe re-listen to this episode, write them down. Let me know which one spoke to you the most. I would love to hear about it. I love to hear how you're going to kind of switch up some of your stuff in your life, whether it's you're going to stop doing one thing and you're going to start doing another thing, make some changes, right? Every single day you should be leveling up every single week. You should be aiming to be the best version of yourself. And that's what we're about here on the Let's Get Uncomfy podcast. And so I hope you guys have a great great rest of your week. Have a kick-ass weekend and we will chat with you Monday. That's it for today, guys. I will see you later. Bye. That is all for today, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. Hey, I'd be so grateful if you took one second to send this podcast to one person you know would love it. And also don't forget, leave a five-star review because honestly, go big or freaking go home, Becky, okay? (laughs) Don't forget to subscribe if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or a follow if you're listening through Spotify. Also, go ahead and check this out at letsgetuncomfy.podcast and myself at Annie underscore fitlifefitme on Instagram. Tag us in your stories. Let me know how you're getting uncomfy and what you loved about today's episodes. Now, go do it. Go get uncomfy. Pursue what others consider unlikely. I double dog area.